I am very excited. If you're tuning in for the first time here, I'm very excited because today is the first day of using a new microphone. And this thing is awesome. Man, it sounds so good. Oh, <laughs> it's awesome. So I am gonna talk today about sort of the some challenges this week. So as I, I had my, my uh, logo up there, the, the YouTube live daily show here, here's my nice new mic and I got my headphones. I am using a Scarlett, uh, let's see if I can get it in there. Nope, I can't. All right, Scarlett 2i2 with a Shure SM7B Audio-Technica headphones, got my boom stand, I've got a pop filter, but found out I didn't need one with this thing. And I have not set this up yet, but it is a cloud lifter. I'm getting a little bit of an upgrade here on my tech. Very excited uh, to, to utilize it here today for the Daily Show. So today I wanted to talk a little bit about how this week has gone for me as a business owner. So this week, I started off the week, I made an emergency visit to my sister uh, to help her move, which was uh, not something that happens every week, obviously, and it was definitely a little bit challenging, um, but it was great. And it was very strange traveling with COVID amongst us, if you will. I was on the plane there, was probably the only person there. I posted on LinkedIn, if you didn't see, or Twitter, I think. If you didn't see it, I was the only one in my entire row, which is just very strange. I personally love the hustle and bustle of airports and the travel, uh, kind of the the luxury, the not so luxurious uh, coach travel. I enjoy that. It's fun. It keeps me uh, kind of grounded uh, in my daily life. I love to to get out and to experience new places or old places. So this time I went out to Chicago and uh, was at my alma mater, Wheaton College, for a little bit and was helping my sister move since she got a new job out there. So it was exciting times. However, I came, I, so I took most of Monday off. I came back and felt absolutely terrible. Oh my gosh, I cannot even tell you. Felt so bad. Um, and I was afraid that I actually had contracted COVID just making sure it wasn't an urgent thing. Uh, and thankful, so I, I got tested. Uh, I'm gonna find out tomorrow if I have COVID or not, but I did find out that I have strep throat, which really stunk and has stunk all week. <laughs> I'm usually up at around 4.30 in the morning. I think I've slept until 8.30 or nine almost every day, going to bed around eight to nine. So trying to sleep this one off. I went on a run still today, which, you know, uh, my wife and mother and sister would not be happy with me, but uh, trying to run it off. Anyway, one of the things that I've been learning, though, is I need to listen to my body and to my mind as an entrepreneur so that I can, first of all, perform well, but second of all, can make sure that I am putting my best foot forward uh, mentally and physically. So, for me, that has looked like um, kind of shifting down even further. I put up a LinkedIn post about the power of shifting down to 
and it was based off of a inter- or an interview that Tim Ferriss did on his his uh, podcast, talking about the popular uh, runner, Olympic runner, who when they did an analysis on his kind of finishing races, he was at probably putting out about eighty five percent capacity, like Hussein Bolt, you know, hitting his chest on the way uh, to the finish line. People who are operating at 85% typically go faster for longer and than people who are laying it all out. Leaving one in the tank typically helps you to go longer and faster. So I shifted down to 85% probably this past month and then had to shift to probably 50% this week, which really stunk. It was, I'm an achiever. I'm a goal mindset, task-oriented person. Uh, so it was very challenging for me. However, it was also helpful in understanding uh, the necessity and the fruit of listening to your body. So the other thing uh, mentally that was challenging, I lost a family member uh, yesterday morning, uh, which was definitely sad. Um, Don't want to talk too much about it on the live stream, as you can imagine, but um, very challenging day yesterday. Um, And I found that as opposed to having a job, When you're an entrepreneur and something like strep and uh, physical illness and then loss of a family member happens, you don't really have the permission just to unplug and go silent. So that was very, very strange. It was a strange experience yesterday. Um, But what I was able to do was uh, clear some non-essential Uh, meetings uh, yesterday and I spent some time first of all in the urgent care but then second of all at a park Um, turned email notifications off on my phone went to a park and just started jotting down memories of this loved one and processing and giving myself some room to feel one thing that I noticed is I felt completely rejuvenated slept really well yesterday and felt completely rejuvenated today um, to get some, some work done that needs to be done. Uh, I, you know, death of a family member is not about me. It's not about, um, anything to do with me. I don't want you to take that away, of course, but it is important when considering how to manage these things as an entrepreneur. That's what I'm trying to get at here on the live stream today. Um, so that's what I'm going to focus on is how do you listen to your body, both mentally and physically as an entrepreneur and give yourself permission to do what you need to do, um, in order to feel what you need to feel and heal and rest and unplug. I, I found that to be super important, especially in this first six months, um, Monday will mark six months, uh, my six-month anniversary of officially starting this business kind of full-blown. I mean, if you count from the day that I incorporated, it was like the 27th of last month, but uh, full-blown, full-time, you know, this is my full-time gig for six months starting on Monday. In that six months, I have um, performed decently well for my biggest customer, brought on five new clients for them. They typically bring on two on average over the past 20 years. So brought five on in six months, which was great. Closed uh, probably a million two in business, um, which was great total contract value. And I started a new uh, agency 
the Aura Media uh, podcasting agency, which you're likely familiar with. Uh, I was trying to show the logo here, but it is not showing up. Uh-oh. Anyway, I'll figure that out later. But so started that agency, signed a customer on for that, uh, did a one-off project for another customer with that, and I launched a podcast out of that agency f for a customer, and we got 250 downloads over the past seven episodes. We got one lead from that and uh, have really been performing well. I contracted Miles Veth and Veth Group, a great, great company. If you want email marketing co completed for you, it was awesome, awesome company. Um, he sent out probably 21,000 cold emails for me, um, generated a ton of interest in both my, one of my customers that I'm doing outsource sales for, as well as uh, my podcasting business. So awesome. Uh, still working on closing a couple of other podcasting deals. So you'll hear more about that later, probably. Uh, this past six months, personally, we paid off uh, all our loans except for the house which was huge. Um, we're in a great cash position now, kind of moving into the next phase of the business and growth. Um, I contracted a couple partners. I hired a, an assistant. I um, contracted two coaches that have been awesome for me. I hired a lead creative um, to do everything from this logo that you see all the way to, uh, you know, all of the creative needs that are, that you have as a, as a podcasting agency and as a salesperson. Um, there we go. And that was awesome. I have a finance person who runs my books, which has been awesome. Got all the documentation that's needed for that person to handle my books, uh, which was great. I uh, interviewed and a number of salespeople and have one lined up for the fall for one of my uh, contracts that I have with my customer. Uh, actually just closed another outsource sales uh, customer a couple of days ago. Um, I've got my sights set on acquiring some property um, and working through a you know pre-application process for that as a way to move money out of the business onto investments in equity that I believe will be the variable to actually growing some some wealth in amongst this company. So one thing that I've been thinking about is personally how I want to approach business and my own kind of mentality is from a place of detachment. So a place of detachment, I'm being super vulnerable here. This is, hopefully this is okay. Um, <laughs> oh, well, whatever. The, so a place of detachment. Um, so what I want to do is I don't want to have to live off of any money from my business at all. I want to move uh, money that's generated in my equity in my business, in my businesses, uh, three at the moment, into, well, into um, assets that are more passive than owning a business, uh, not maybe not fully passive, but more passive, and move them into assets, build equity that has some sort of cash flow and equity growth model associated with it. The one that I'm most familiar with is real estate. So that's what I'm gonna focus on. Uh, I also feel, maybe may a false sense, but a sense of control 
over kind of my investments in real estate instead of investing in bitcoins, stocks, bonds, mutual funds, ETFs, uh, you know, wealth management firms, whatever. I want to invest in in real estate because I believe I can have more control over that real estate and I also feel like sorry it might be popping a little bit on my audio there I also feel so I might have more I feel like I'll have more control over the my real estate um, assets because I can manage the properties myself uh, I can you know tenants are my customers so I can um, evaluate tenants put good tenants in my properties and after you know putting a good tenant in the property that's what is the cash flow generation you know their job whatever they're doing to produce income is uh results in cash flow from that uh you know kind of microcosm of a business which is a single property and then also there's um there's amateurization of the loan so basically amateurization meaning paying down of debt so say you have five thousand dollars in credit card debt hope you don't but if you were paying, say, $100 a month and your minimum payment was 50 bucks, then you're paying down that loan 50 bucks at a time. You're amateurizing that loan and building equity. So if, you're, if you have an asset behind that debt, like a property, then that asset, you own more and more of that asset as that loan is amateurized and the tenant is doing that for you. So... You know, say you go out and purchase a $200,000 property, your monthly payment on that is maybe 1500 if you're super aggressive, uh, maybe a thousand bucks a month, you rent it out for 1500 bucks a month. So a thousand bucks a month is your uh, mortgage all in costs on that property, not including maintenance and things like that, which is important. But 500, 1500 bucks is what your, your tenant is paying you. So, um, say you know that it gets a little complicated because there's obviously interest in loans but say eight hundred dollars of that thousand bucks is going towards principal every month then if that tenant is paying you fifteen hundred bucks um you're paying the mortgage company a thousand bucks two hundred bucks in interest eight hundred bucks paying down that loan so it's almost like forced savings it's kind of like you have eight hundred dollars in a savings account um, that is your property. So you own $800 more of that property, but then also you have $500 a month um, above and beyond the mortgage payment that could be used for things like maintenance. It could be used for your HOA, your taxes, whatever. Uh, you know, if you have uh, mortgage insurance, your home insurance, um, if your tenant is not paying utilities, your utilities. Uh, things like that, snow removal, lawn maintenance, you get the idea. Or if there is control, say $100 of that go, of that 500 bucks above your mortgage payment goes to some of those factors, then you've got $400 of cash flow. My goal, long-winded way to get around to this, my goal is to live off of that cash flow, to save through that amortization of loans or building of equity, in the investment and then use the money generated, the profit generated from my business to acquire those assets. So say, you know, I make 30 grand in my business um, over some period of time. 
I then go buy a $150,000 property with 20% down, say make 40 grand, 10% of closing costs or so. Then that, then I'm living off that property and not living off the 30 grand profit from the business. Again, this is what I believe will help me to grow in detachment from the performance of my business. So say I've got, you know, 10 properties that's paying me four grand a month. Um, so, you know, I'm making $48,000, which is a, above, you know, the average uh, pay for a person. Obviously, I'd love to be making more than that. Say I had 30 properties and I'm making, you know, $120,000 at that point then. At that point, I don't need the business to perform, really. So I can be, I can take risks. I'm personally not taking risk um, by taking risk with the business. Um, and then I can really evaluate business opportunities based off of market dynamics and, and take away the personal um, baggage that I may bring to that evaluation. So that's how I'm doing it. It also helps to, you know, especially for client service businesses, like I've started with an agency and with an outsourced service um, for sales. I think, uh, you know, I can get some uh, tension and some pressure and some challenges with client services you know it's like you have you know people say oh i'm going to start my own business so i want to be my own boss really what happens is your customers are your boss and they're much more relentless than your boss given you know you know losing a family member yesterday and still needing to perform for a customer um that's the way it goes that is business that is how this works um that's why you have to love what you're doing you can't just go do things as an entrepreneur that you don't love uh you've got to be willing to eat dirt but you got to love the taste <laughs> so uh thankfully i weirdly love the taste of the dirt i'm eating every day so that makes it worthwhile anyway what I, where i was going with that you can be detached from the pressure of your clients you don't feel like you need to keep them uh, also helps in your negotiation, uh, you know, position going into negotiation in about, uh, let's see, two hours, hour and a half and with a customer, a uh, new customer. And I have a level of detachment from this, uh, you know, negotiation, mostly because it's on behalf of one of my customers, which is actually really helpful as part of the strategy. Anyway, so, so circling back here, your the dichotomy between your life and um, your mentality and your business and your life as an entrepreneur. Um, that has, you know, there's kind of two tenets I would take away from this. One, when you're thinking about your life as an entrepreneur, the health that you need in your human body, the mentality, your spiritual and mental health, you have to be willing and able to carve out time um daily and seasonally especially when you know something hits the fan like a family member passes or you're diagnosed with strep throat potentially have covid uh like potentially me this week you have a a level of clarity and awareness to strip everything else away and be able to invest in those things in yourself because that is what's going to help you to perform well as an entrepreneur and your customers, your partners, your vendors, your family, your friends, um, your Lord will be glorified in that and you will be 
uh, at a better place to perform and to do what you were meant to do with this business. So I would encourage you, and I'd be more than happy to talk to you about this. I'm gonna put my, um, my email address in the chat here. If you would like to talk to me about that concept, please shoot me an email. Uh, Vanessa, my assistant, will probably uh, help coordinate that call for you. Uh, but I would love to hear how you are becoming more self-aware in order to carve out time um, for yourself to recharge and to do things that you know you need to do in order to perform well. And don't let performance push you into an unhealthy life. Um, that's happened for me uh, a lot in my life. In very specific seasons, I've pushed myself too far and have caused issues. So I would encourage you not to do that. I would love to share my experience with that with you. Um, listen to this full video. Uh, if you'd like to hear a little bit more of those examples uh, this week for me in my life as an entrepreneur, um, appreciate you guys. I've got uh, my faithful one viewer, <laughs> uh, but I'm okay with it. And uh, until next time, thanks.